Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for purpose and a more fulfilling life? Are you looking for inspiration and encouragement? Then this is the place for you. I'm Brooke Moore. I'm Gretchen Jackson. I'm Kelly Strother. I'm Tharwit Lovett. We are Shifter. In this podcast, we will address all things mindset. You will hear real stories from real women who have faced their fears, crushed their limiting beliefs, and have turned their mess into their message by shifting their mindsets and leveling up in business and life. Stacy Reynolds is the owner and operator of Blue Yoga Nyla and BYN Registered Yoga School. She is a yoga therapist, ERYT 500, RPYT, and RCYT. Her own journey to yoga originated from a place of healing. Suffering from chronic illness, Stacy had been confined to a chair for almost two years as her body became toxic. She credits something greater than herself in guiding her to the healing possibilities of yoga. There was something about the practice that was vital to her breaking free from health issues and a lifelong history of anxiety and depression. Her motivation in her own personal practice, as well as teaching others, focuses on such healing. The practice was never about the shapes Stacy could put her body in or the elaborate poses that some worked so hard to master. It was always about moving energy, moving energy into under-investigated places in her being and letting go of what no longer serves her. Her mission is to serve making yoga accessible to special populations and her studio to be a refuge for anyone who walks through her doors. She works with therapists and doctors who treat those with anxiety, depression, trauma, PTSD, addiction, chronic illness, grief, and end-of-life special needs. Stacy's many years of experience as a yoga therapist enables her to offer a unique, personalized approach in guiding students through the healing process. Yoga therapy is a personal journey targeting specific areas of illness, injury, and dis-ease in the body, mind, and spirit. Stacy's private yoga therapy practice thrives on discovering, discarding, and learning to embrace that which did hold power over us. She educates, utilizes energy work, and shares her spiritual gift of intuition to guide someone to the other side of pain. Stacy specializes in special populations, grief, addiction, and trauma. Welcome to the show, Stacy. Thank you, Gretchen. I'm so glad that you joined us. I just want to start by saying your yoga class at the church that you used to do a long, long time ago, I'm not sure how many years, was the very first yoga class I ever took. And I loved it so much. And then I followed you from place to place. So I, feel like I kind of watched your glow up. <laughs> but I followed you because it was such a great impression on me. I didn't really know what yoga was. Some friends asked me to come and I left there thinking, wow, like I had a, what I thought yoga was, was not what it was. And I think that happens for most people. So I appreciate all of that that you pour into your students. It's definitely felt and appreciated. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Actually, uh, people think that uh, I show up because I love to, to teach. I show up because I love the people that I get to love on, you know, and, and teaching yoga is the way I get to love on people. And it's very reciprocal. I get way more back than I give. I can promise you that. Well, we can tell. I promise you. <laughs> so let's just start with um, the story of your chronic illness and how that led you to yoga. Well, um, in my um, late teens, I started noticing some health changes and 
Um, and I, I, I also want to mention that I had a, a truly a lifelong history with anxiety and depression. I was um, medically treated by the time I was nine years old for anxiety. I was having full-on panic attacks uh, by the time I was in the fourth grade in elementary school. And um, my hair was falling out in bald spots all over my head. Um, I, I, as a child, I could have been a professional worrier, you know, and I, I it, it, it was um, just pretty uncanny. I, I had a sweet family and um, I was just always that super anxious child. I was just wired differently, always a deep thinker. Um, I was an only child. So, you know, I was left to my own, uh, my own being quite a bit, you know, kind of just alone and I was a loner. But by the time I got into my teenage years, I was having a lot of um, hormonal issues and just something that I kind of inherited from one of my grandmothers. And by the time I was in my late teens, my body had started producing tumors and they ran up and down my endocrine system. And um, I was fortunate enough, I had my son and, and ended up having so many health issues immediately after that, that, you know, I had to have a full hysterectomy real early. And, um, but before that, uh, I was having all these tumors pop up and they would take one out and um, some of them would hemorrhage. And I mean, I was just sick. I mean, I felt terrible. Um, of course, you know, my body would have to recover every single time they had to go in and do another laparoscopic surgery. And, um, you know, it, it got to a point where all I was doing was, was recovering from surgery and whatever was going on with my endocrine system, which I now know was an autoimmune disease at the time I didn't, but, um, I, 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 I just couldn't get ahead of it. And so I found myself sitting we had this big, huge uh, chair, like a big chair and a half when, when my son was a baby. And it was all I could do just to keep him fed and taken care of. And I sat in that chair for two years. I wasn't bed bound, but whatever he could do in the living room and kind of play around, that's, that's kind of the extent of what I was able to do um, when he was super young. And one day I was just sitting there and it was dark. I mean, I was, I was in a dark place. Um, just day in, day out of feeling that way. And, um, you know, I felt God prompt me to do yoga. And I didn't even know what it was. You know, I was not athletic as a child. We lived too far out for me to take dance lessons. There was no sports teams I was on. You know, they let me be on the basketball team just to pass everybody else the ball. You know, I just wasn't athletic. So I knew nothing about yoga. And <clears throat> that was back in the day of phone books. And so I went to the phone book and opened the, the phone book and there was one yoga studio within a reasonable uh, driving distance at that point. And I got up the courage to go because I am anti, anti doing anything in public. I mean, the thought of walking in somewhere terrifies me to this day. I mean, I still break out in highs if I go in the gym. And so I went to this yoga class and um, I cried the first six months that I went because I was so sick. I was so depleted. I was so, um, pained. I mean, everything hurt, you know? So, uh, but what I noticed is that in the course of that, and I was going multiple times a week, quite, you know, some, some weeks, almost every day. Cause it was, there were, I, I, I knew that something was happening. And what I noticed was that every time I had to have surgery again, 
I would rebound quicker. And my depression and anxiety was beginning to wane. Like I was having more good days than bad. And, um, and I, it's, it's like, I, I couldn't even argue with it. It was just almost immediately something in my gut again, which I would say would be more like a God directive. Like this is, this is your thing. Like, and, and <laughs> early on, I remember saying to God, I will do this. I will do what you're asking me to do. If you keep me healthy enough to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and God has, I mean, it, it has worked out that way, but I started the practice and almost immediately knew that that was going to be my, my journey. That's so beautiful. I did not know that part of it. I did know that you had some sort of chronic illness that led you to movement, but I didn't know that part of your story. Thanks for sharing that. And I know that little boy, (laughs) he and my son Morgan graduated together. So we got to spend some time together through the high school and junior high years. Um, Sweet. And he practices yoga now, right? Yes, he was, um, he broke his back in football in, in high school and uh through yoga and growing up he grew up playing over in the corner while i taught he didn't think yoga was cool and he didn't think i was cool but after he broke (laughs) his back in in football the back surgeon said uh you know grayson uh the only thing that you can do is yoga and and i'll never forget grayson's head whipped around he looked at me like i had told this this surgeon (laughs) and i hadn't and um and so Grayson started to rehabilitate himself with yoga and ended up becoming the second youngest yoga teacher in the country at the time, which was almost That's 10 amazing. years ago. Yeah. Still does yoga every day. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's so great. I feel like because I have a high school football player boy that I brought to your class because it was just about hips and backs and legs and he's a kicker mm-hmm. that he was so resistant to go. And I, even the picture that we have, he's so grumpy And that night later on, he said, I'm not going to lie. My legs feel really good. (laughs) They just don't know. I mean, I feel like even grownups, you just don't, you think, you know, like in the introduction, yoga is twisting your body into these weird things. And if you can't do that, then you can't do yoga. And that is not at all what it is. It's not. It's not. And I find that men typically and, and guys are typically a little more resistant because just because women don't have the muscle mass that men do, um, men are a little bit insecure about coming in with a bunch of women doing things that they can't do. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, um, fortunately that, that myth has been dispelled. There's enough major league uh, sports teams practicing yoga now that it's, it's kind of put all that to bed. You know, guys, we have, in fact, some of the classes we have more guys than, than, than women now. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, I'm going to go back to something that you said. You said that you felt like God just spoke to you about yoga do you feel like that is intuition? Do you feel like you have kind of a handle on hearing God speak and that has like fine-tuned your intuition situation? I know that you have this intuitive thing as a teacher, but I'm wondering if like you're able to hear that for yourself. Well, I think probably one of the weirdest, the oddest things about me is, is my faith background. And, and it, and I, it's a, I love this story. It's probably one of my favorite things to tell. You know, I came, I knew nothing about yoga because I came from such a, a 
evangelical background. My grandparents were deacons in the Pentecostal church. I grew up with skirts to my feet. You know, I was baptized in a creek in March. I mean, we were, we were that family. You know, my grandparents were pillars of the community and they, they were, you know, they had, a, I spent a lot of time with them. My parents were real young and I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. And so I was raised in church and I, at some point, obviously I started, you know, wearing makeup and blue jeans and, and started kind of, you know, in my teen years, I started kind of doing my own thing, but I always had this beautiful foundation that my family had given me. And even though that's not really um, what I necessarily totally identified with, you know, because I, I was doing my own thing, I had this great foundation. And so um, I think because I was such a loner and an only child and we lived way out in the country, you know, I just had a, um, a lot of time to think, a lot of time by myself, you know, playing outside as a kid. And I can remember having conversations with God as a child and, and really that being one of my constant companions. And so I just always felt like I had this kind of ongoing dialogue, if you will. It was more than prayer. It was different than prayer. And, um, you know, so that day when I was sitting there and I, you know, was having this moment and of course, you know, cause I'm in this constant prayer with God or conversation, if you will. Um, it, it was a familiar sense in my being. Like I just knew it, it, it was not foreign. It wasn't like a lightning bolt. It you know, it wasn't odd at all because I already had a relationship with what I consider to be my higher power God. And, <clears throat> You know, and, at, and, and the, the beautiful thing is really what the yoga did for even my faith. You know, it, 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 it changed everything and, and nothing. You know, I still had that foundation, but it just moved me forward in such a way that now there is no separation between my relationship with God and the practice because it's what God gave me as my... Um, my my place in this this lifetime you know it's just what i'm supposed to do i feel like sometimes we receive those messages and we think oh i'm not really sure and so kudos to you for acting on it i know that in shifter we talk a lot about you know listening for the voice or taking some inspired action because you keep thinking about it you keep hearing that voice or whatever it is and so many people especially women i think because we're parents moms we've got to do all the daily stresses and all of those things we don't listen to that voice and act on it so i'm so glad that you did because you wouldn't be where you are now i want to talk about well i want to talk about part of the your practice that deals with like trauma and the ptsd um i read a book recently i'm pretty sure it's called the body keeps the score have you read that yes Okay. So it, it's interesting to me, um, like, and I've heard over the years, like you can go to yoga or you can go to Reiki or even the chiropractor and someone release touching you, releasing things and all of that. It releases this built up trauma. You don't know you're holding, like you can go through your day fine, but you may have this PTSD hanging back. And so tell me about that part of your practice. <clears throat> well, you know, so many people unfortunately have trauma and, and people interpret experiences in their life differently. What, what, what is traumatic for one person very possibly may not be for someone else. And so 
um, a lot of people carry childhood things, uh, relationship uh, experiences. You know, we, you know, we're old enough now that we've had, you know, I've lived three lifetimes. And so, uh, you know, in this, this one life, so I've, you know, I've got my stuff and um, going all the way back to childhood. So I knew that, that, that something wrestled within me. And I do think that that's part of what caused my anxiety, you know, um, as a child. Um, and so moving energy, what, what you're talking about is just moving energy. You know, my, I've got a good friend here that, that is a, a Reiki master and, and her work is amazing. I mean, she can put her hands on me and, and just work magic. Um, and, and has helped me through some, you know, migraines and different things recently, very recently. But the practice of yoga is that it is uh, to bring integration into the body, mind, and spirit. Well, we have this subtle body within our physical being. And this is what the Eastern part of the world treats, much like we here in the West treat the actual physical body. We are very medication oriented and let's let's put a pill on the symptom how it's presenting but the eastern part of the world and uh going much further back than modern medicine they had to treat the whole person and so um working with the subtle body which is not something that you can actually see but we know you know there's a lot of um science now to back this all of this hippy dippy i call it my hippy dippy work <laughs> but um moving energy is what the practice of yoga does there's lots of things that move energy but the breath piece is what really is the vehicle to drive that energy and so um <clears throat> moving energy and the whether it's through the practice of yoga Reiki, even just walking, you know, that's why other people exercise, but the yoga is to bring the body, mind, and spirit back into harmony. And so with the yoga therapy, what I do specifically is work with the subtle body, which uh, in one layer of that is something we call the chakra system. And um, the chakra system are different uh, coordinates, basically, in the body that run up and down the spine. Uh, from the base of the pelvic floor to the crown of the head, and um, they're theoretical. Let's be clear. I'm, <laughs> I uh, understand how crazy this sounds, but each chakra has a corresponding um, developmental age from childhood uh, that that apply. And there's different ways that we hold energy in each one, and different types of energy that we hold in each one. So. I work systematically through that chakra system and and this is this is different type of of you know it's the yoga therapy it's completely different than traditional talk therapy because I'm using several different modalities and traditions and to move energy but basically we go through it and we spend the 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 amount of time that we need to on each space to find healing and to process that trauma to the degree that we can and um and then you know the the beautiful aspect my favorite part is obviously getting to the seventh chakra because that's the god piece and i'm always very excited to you know I, it's like ushering someone back home it's like opening the door for a place of true healing for them you know just being the usher that's all i am <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful you're more than that <laughs> you are oh. you have it's so interesting to me because, and I'm so glad that 
you are on our podcast today because when I think of yoga, I think my hips hurt from exercising and I need to just stretch it out. But it's so much more than that. Even when I'm going to yoga because my hips hurt and I just need to stretch them out, I always leave feeling calm or even sleepy. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just finally relaxed or just finally moved through something. And so I feel like it's so magical (laughs) and it's so, it's hard to explain because I'm not like, I am into all the woo stuff. I'm into Reiki. I'm into all of that. Like you're, you found your place. here. (laughs) Also, it's so scary to like go in knowing that you're going to be a little vulnerable. And so to me, yoga is like a great place to start for that. I think that um, it's an easy place. I mean, it's still hard to walk into that first class, just like you said, but yoga is a really great place to walk in and know that like, even if this person's twisted up as a pretzel, (laughs) you can go in and do your thing, but you all kind of leave with the same end result. It's really cool. It's, it is, it's so crazy because yoga takes everyone, you know, you don't have to be any, um, body type. You don't have to be good. Uh, you, you don't have to be athletic. You know, you just have to be willing. You have to Mm -hmm. be brave and willing to get on a mat. You know, a couple of things that I, I wanted to mention um, we carry different energy. You mentioned the hips. We carry our family in our hips, which is, mm-hmm. <laughs> so sometimes our hips hurt because our family's driving us crazy. <laughs> so we go to <laughs> yoga class so we can go back home and be nice. <laughs> Just for an example. Um, but you know, another thing that, uh, at least with our studio here, you know, we like to pride ourselves in being the bad news bears of yoga. I mean, we're, we're, blissfully not the cool kids. I don't, I don't want to be the cool kids. We, we want everyone, anyone that has a desire to practice or a, a desire to see what it's all about or an inquiry, you know, just about yoga to come because we'll, we'll take anyone. We, we want the ones that might not feel comfortable going to another space, you know, Well, on that note of taking everyone, I do remember, I know that your mission is serving. You can tell that even without, just by looking at your website, like all of your stuff, you can tell that the mission of Blue Yoga Nyla is serving. And I remember that you used to do a free class so that it was a specific time of a day or the week or whatever. And I always thought that was so great that, you know, if you can't afford a membership or if you can't afford the things to bring with you, whatever, that it still was a way to get them in the room. You know, when I appreciate you bringing that up, because that's part of my favorite part of the God story about all this. You know, when I started teaching yoga, <clears throat> I told my my kid's dad at the time, I said, I, I had started practicing and I told him, I said, I want to teach yoga. And that was back before there were teacher training schools. You had to go uh, out to California, possibly New York. There were, it, yoga Alliance was just being formed. It was 21 years ago. So uh, or at that point, a little longer than that. Um, but I told, I told my kid's dad, I said, I, I want to teach yoga and, and I want to teach yoga at the church. And he said, well, why don't you go tell them? And I go, nope, God told me to, to, to go practice. yoga. <laughs> if he wants me to teach at the church, then they'll ask me. And my, my kid's dad said, but they don't even know you're practicing. I said, I know that's how I know it's God. And <laughs> And that is a true story. And within less than six months of that conversation, 
the only time I ever went to lunch with uh, my pastor and his wife from, from my former church, we were sitting there having lunch and I kid you not, the, the wife looked over at me and said, we have something we want to talk to you about. We heard you do yoga and we wanted to see if you would offer it as a bridge event for this church. And we want you to teach our staff for one year after staff meeting on Mondays or whatever it was, Tuesdays. So it started as an offering to the community. It was such a beautiful thing. And it was so forward thinking of that church at the time. Cause it was, you know, that was 21 years ago, you know, oh before yeah. yoga became mainstream. And so when I finally left the church, I left nine years to the week that I had started because they were tearing out the room to make a coffee bar. And I really needed to have a yoga studio at, at, at that point. And it was a desire of my heart, but I would have been happy continuing to, to teach there at the church. But um, when, when we opened the studio, I really still wanted to be able to offer that. And I didn't know if anybody would come or not, you know, if they had to pay for it. But long story short, we now offer, and we always have, we offer every class Monday through Friday, which is a third of our schedule, as pay what you can. We ask that everyone pay something. It doesn't make any sense at all from a business standpoint. And it, we have always been taken care of. And, I, I, and if somebody needs yoga, they're going to get yoga, you know, because somebody else is going to know that, you know, it's going to be on their heart to maybe drop extra money in the pay what you can bucket because they know somebody just walked in and put four quarters in. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, it doesn't make any sense and it makes perfect sense, you know? Right. And the, the lunch with your pastor and saying that I'm just going to wait and see if they ask. I really do believe that you, it's the ask, believe, receive thing. I really do. Like you knew it was going to happen, but you just wanted it to have, like you can picture how it's visualized, what's going to happen, how it's going to happen. That's and then so I can perfect. tell the story. Right. No, it's great. It's great. It's so good. I just feel like that we miss that part of like, there's always the ask and then you're kind of believing and then the receive. And so we talk a lot about in our mindset work, like you, you can ask the universe, God, for whatever, like it's, it's already yours. Like if you're having the thought about it, but then you have to believe that it's going to happen. You were so convicted that it was going to happen, even though you didn't know how, and then you received it. Sometimes the problem comes with, Oh, is that too good to be true? Even though you've asked for it and you were believing it. And then the receiving part of it is hard for so many people. And so I feel like that that's such a good story. And I'm so glad that we got to that. I, you know, and, and there are so many stories that are just too beautiful and personal to, to share. You know, I just keep them for myself, but it, it, it's still the, the entire story takes my breath away. And, and I mean that most sincerely, like it just, it, it just makes me cry. Yeah. It's so good. Um, okay. So in, before we got together, um, we, we're kind of talking, I mean, before we start recording, we were kind of talking about strategies and tools and tips you might have um, for someone that's overcoming some challenges. And I think that because of the space of your teaching and you're, you're all about challenges, like everyone's a challenge and you're trying to meet their needs and that kind of thing. But one of the things that you said was to walk your own path. 
Can you elaborate on that a little bit, what you mean? You know, I, I believe that we all, I, I, I truly believe in spiritual gifts. I believe that, you know, we're all wonderfully and uniquely made. And in terms of walking our own path, you know, my path just happened to be yoga because God needed me to do this. And um, I just believe that where pain and passion collide, we find our purpose. And that's mm -hmm. kind of my formula. You know, I I've taken my pain and my past and, and my passion and made it just my mission, my purpose. And, you know, it, I, I, probably my best answer for, for part of that is just to say that, you know, I was just willing. It, it was never that I was the best yoga teacher. I was just the one that when God said, will you do this? I said, okay, you know, I'll do it. I mean, I went terrifyingly for it. I still deal with anxiety. I had butterflies today before I came in here to do this. And I could talk about God and I could talk about yoga all day. But, you know, this just happens to be my path. I believe that everyone has their own path. And it's, it's, a, it's a saying yes, basically. It's the willingness or the obedience to say yes. When God calls us to do something, you know, he, he didn't, he just, I was just the one that said yes. It, it was just my, my contract. And, and my language around that is that this is my soul's contract for this, for this time that I'm here. That, and, and everyone has their thing that is a gift. You know, if it scares you to death, you're probably supposed to do it. You mm -hmm. know? Um, and I don't, you know, I, I see a lot of people, um, want to wear someone else's clothes, if you will, you know, like they'll want to wear their, their thing, their, their outfit, their uniform, somebody else's and, and simultaneously deny this amazing gift that they have, you know, that, um, it's just a lot of it's fear, you know, mm -hmm. fear or insecurities or what if I fail, but you know, it's like that, that quote, but what if you fly? Yeah. Yeah. Walk your own path, people. <laughs> Walk your own path. Yes. And fear is what drives everything. I feel like it drives every, so many decisions. And if you can just push through it and do it anyway, there's so much beauty on the other side of it. Can you tell me, I have been wanting to ask you this question for a very lot of years. Tell me what Blue Yoga Nyla, the name of your studio, means to you. Well, I chose Nyla and I, I, I chose Nyla because it was not a yoga term and I wanted there to only be one blue yoga Nyla. You know, if I had named it yoga in the park, there's thousands of yogas in the park, you know, all over the world. So I wanted an, a portion of the name to be something that was basically like my little secret. And I usually answer that, that question, Gretchen, with, I could tell you that I'd have to kill you, but that's not very yoga. <laughs> so, but I will tell you that about three years into having the studio, I had a lady traveling through from out of town and she came in and she was looking at my sign on the window and she said, do you know what Nyla means in Hebrew? And I, you know, I do not. I know, I know no other foreign language, certainly not Hebrew. She said, it means blue. Oh. And um, 
you know, in short, um, the word blue, the, the fact that blue is mentioned as the first portion of the name, first of all, I think it's God's favorite color because he made the sky blue and the ocean blue and, and lots of blue. So it's just always been my favorite color. And, and I tease and say, I think it's God's favorite color too, but blue in, in the chakra system, which is the system that I work in so much, um, I guess if, if I would say God gave me a gift, it's my ability to process and use that system to help people heal. But my weakness and my strength just coincidentally both happen to be re represented by different shades of blue, which mm. doesn't surprise me at all. But blue is in the name for that reason. Nyla is not a yoga term. Um, it is truly just a kind of a fun little quirky just for me kind of thing. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's so, you want me to tell you, don't you? <laughs> you do not have to. That is, I would add, you do not have to. I just think it's, it's a beautiful name for a studio. Thank I've just you. always been intrigued. I just thought it was so, because you're right. There are yoga in the park and studio this and studio that. And so I just thought, and now your new space is lit up at nighttime with blue lights and it's so beautiful with the blue yoga Nyla sign. So you don't have to tell me. I think, I just think it's beautiful. Well, it, I, I may, I may tell you someday if we do it again, maybe okay. I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what would you tell someone who is afraid of walking into their first yoga class? I would, first of all, I would say if I told you everything that yoga was going to do for you, you would think I were nuts, honestly. And, and then I would say to them, what if everything that you were searching for was on the other side of that door on a yoga mat, um, which is consequently the shape of a door, you know, and I, I just, I tell them you're opening a door into grace and thanks and peace and strength, joy, compassion, love, you know, everything that dwells within us. We are a vessel, we're a container and whatever we're holding is taking up real estate. And when we move energy on the mat, whether it's by the physical poses, whether it's blowing, I say blowing snot bubbles because we're hiccup sobbing on the mat. If we're moving energy, then we're making space to embody and to carry what we do want to hold. You know, the, the, the healing, the compassion, the self-love, whatever it is, but it, it is beyond words. I would say step through the door and step onto the mat and all you have to do is sit there. That's it. You know, you can go face down in child's pose, which is one of my favorite poses because it's, it's so, um, symbolic of, of prayer, you know, the, the times that I've been face down in prayer, you know, it's not unlike that on my yoga mat. That's why I don't like to practice in public. I own a yoga studio and I don't like to practice in public because it's just deeply private to me, but you don't have to be good at it. In fact, the yoga will humble the best athlete in a second. You know, you don't have to be good. You just have to be there. Mm -hmm. That's, I love what you said about the yoga mat being like a door. I will never see my yoga mat the same again. I love that because you're right. It's everything's on the other side of the door. Mm -hmm. I have one last question for you. Okay. What would you tell your younger self knowing what you know now? 
you're going to be called. You're going to be called to show up. And it's going to be basically helping people in the darkest moments of their life. And it's going to be really, really hard. But you're going to be given the resources and the tools and the patience and the strength to be able to do that. And it's also going to be one of the greatest gifts that you're ever going to be given is to be able to hold space for people in their pain and that your life is going to be sweeter than you can even imagine. So just hang on. (laughs) Hang on. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being here with me today. I really, it was a blessing. I loved hearing your story and it's going to touch so many other women. So thank you so much. I so appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much. I can't wait to connect. You're welcome. So we will drop all of the places you can find Stacy and Blue Yoga Nyla in the show notes. And we will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Shift Her Podcast. We are here to share stories that inspire so that you can create the life you love now. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review, share on social media, and tell us why it resonated with you. You can follow us on Facebook at ShiftHer, Instagram at ShiftHer.co, and read more about us at www.ShiftHer.co. While you're there, sign up for our High Vibe monthly newsletter, where we share even more inspiration and stories from our Mastermind program. Links from today's episode are in the show notes.